Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. All right, thank you very much, Mr. Announcer Man. Final show of the week. We will be off tomorrow and off Friday. David Olson will have, what, a replay show going on both days? We're just going to replay this uh, bad boy right here for the next two days. The same show, two days in a row? Oh, yes, sir. Well, that's quality programming. You don't want to miss that. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your relatives, tell your enemies. Probably a better bet. Big Dog and the Coach with you up until 11 o'clock. We promise not to talk too much. About the uh, thumbage of a Jake Cutler, I'm all thumbed out, but we do promise to talk about uh, some great college football games coming up this weekend, pro football. Also, want to hear about your Turkey Bowl games for tomorrow. If you play at a traditional game, you want to uh, pump it up a little bit, maybe get some fans to come out, talk about some of the favorite memories or memories of your Turkey Bowl game, we'll be right here for you. One of the great traditions in all of American life, the Turkey Bowl. So we'll talk a lot of football, sneak in some college hoops talk as well. It's the big dog and a coach at your service. Phone lines are open at 888-463-6748. And without further, Joseph Adu. Well, hold on. Let's listen to a little bit of that talk zone music first. Ah. I'd like to see the three finalists on Dancing with the Stars compete with this music. By the way, not that I'd ever watched, but apparently uh, my pick, Ricky Lake, got knocked out yesterday. I don't know why, but I always had like a mini crush on Ricky Lake. I always thought she was deceivingly cute. Without uh, further Joseph ado, let me welcome in my good partner, the big dog, Joel Radwanski. Joel, how are you? And um, We've talked about this before, but you're you're a longtime Turkey Bowl Thursday morning guy, right? You've had a game you play in. It will. Not this year. I, I haven't played in many years. And, and coach, I don't do like the fun backyard stuff. Yep. When I played, we would like gamble on uh, the games. So yeah, we played some serious, serious, great, great turkey bowls. I was on the Nike Town team, and we would play other stores along Michigan Avenue. Uh, we were undefeated. We were unreal. We basically played the all-star team of Michigan Avenue versus Nike Town when. Uh, the last two years that I played there. See, that that sounds a, a couple of steps above your local neighborhood. Let's go over to the park, get family and friends together, Turkey Bowl. That, uh, but you played it on Thursday morning, right, uh, prior to eating the turkey, played right? it on thir- Thursday morning. Right. We always play at 9 a.m., and it would be in, uh, you know, basically where the, the softball fields are by Balbo and Columbus, right by Grant Park downtown, gorgeous. Absolutely. I mean, and we would play there every year. We played there for... Uh, five years in a row, uh-huh. and we never lost. We absolutely dominated. And believe it or not, Coach, they, they let me play quarterback the first four years. And in the fourth year, a kid that played football at Southern Illinois who was dating a girl by the name of Denise Trabajan who worked at Nike Town picked me up and dropped me on my shoulder. Uh-oh. I never really have thrown a ball well oh, wow. since then. Gave you a little, little Charles Martin job, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was it was ugly. It was ugly, and I snapped, and I and I yelled at all of my my linemen and stuff. And next thing I know, I I I ran in for a touchdown, uh-huh. and I never threw a ball well again. The other uh, again, the rest of my life. The next year, Brady Collins became our quarterback. Brady Collins was on the Penn State volleyball team that won the national championship back in like 1993 or 94. 
Wait, and men, men's athletic. volleyball? Yeah, Penn State won the national yeah. championship. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, bring down the great honor that Brady Collins ran. But to my best guess, back in 1993 in men's volleyball, there's probably about six teams in the entire country. Well, that, that might be true. You might be uh, that. I'm not going to debate for you, but they won the national championship. <laughs> okay. And he was uh, he was like the spiker guy. He was only like five eleven. He could jump out the gym. He he was the quarterback the next year, and it was fun, mm-hmm. coach. I mean, we took it serious. We would legitimately have practices for months leading yeah, up to it, like uh, once a week for a month, like well, not a month for a month, but like six months leading up to it, like <laughs> once a week. That's taking it to another level. That's definitely uh, almost beyond the great American tradition that most of us know as the Turkey Bowl. By the way, if you play at a Turkey Bowl and you want to pump it up, you want some people to. Uh, Maybe attend the game, take a shout out, or uh, you want to bring back, uh, you know, some memories like the big dog is doing, or some funny moment that's happened in your turkey bowl. Just talk about your game. That's uh, on the docket for today. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. Would love to hear from you. But uh, yeah, big dog, your game definitely above and beyond now, especially when you bring gambling and money into it. That that almost puts a sword into the beauty of the great American tradition, the turkey bowl. Now, we didn't do it every year. We only did it the last two years. So it's like used to be a fun game, and then it turned into like these guys were like, you know what, I, yeah. I think we can con these Nike Town people into playing us for money. And it got so – I can't even explain to you how intense this game was <laughs> without pads. Full tackle football yeah. without pads. I, Wait, I mean, I tackle? Oh, yeah, we played tackle. full tackle football. Coach. What are you, nuts? Coach, tackle I, I, football? I, I, we still have some of these participants in this game work at Nike Town, and I can contact these guys. No, I'm have... not. Uh, you know, I believe you. I'm just saying you guys are nuts. I mean, that's that. Well, I'm sorry. You got to hear about the intensity of these games, Coach. Was there I women mean... that played? <laughs> what? What? Are you kidding me? I'm not sure what We're that means. Full contact football. We did with these women are eventually need to bear children. I get their hips broke. Okay. <laughs> uh, seriously. We played yeah, at full contact. It was, an, it was an incredibly intense level. I am not kidding you. That is completely nuts to play tackle football. I'm sorry. And I, I've seen, I thought you were going the route of, you know, I've seen um, ex-high school and college players, very competitive guys. I used to run a uh, men's flag, football league men's touch football, and it's brutal. I mean, you've got these ex-athletes, which usually, you know, a couple of cocktails before the game, big guys, Somewhat out of shape, but they still got that competitive mentality. They think they're still playing high school and college ball. Maybe they're trying to make up for lost time. And again, like you said, no pads, and they're beating on each other. I mean, it, it gets really, really physical. Fights tend to break out, and that's in touch football or flag football. Well, see, that's why fights very rarely broke out in our games because we were able to tackle each other. And, and and it's funny you say that, Coach, because. Our games are always at 9 a.m. And like I said, this is a five-year tradition. I actually played in this game the year after I was no longer working at Nike Town. Everyone mm-hmm. was like, dude, you got to play in this game. Nobody knew I was at Nordstrom now. So, uh, but oh, boy. what happened? <laughs> if they would have found that out. Oh, I know. That would have been Oh, yeah. You didn't wear like a number 42 Nordstrom on the back? I, well, they should have figured it out because we all left. See, I just went to Nordstrom like six weeks earlier. But I was still playing on the Nike Town team. Well, Anyways, we would all go out drinking, all of us, until 4 o'clock in the morning because it was Wednesday before Thanksgiving, which is the drunkest night yes, in Chicago. It, is. it blows New Year's Eve away. Tonight is going to be ugly for me, Coach. It's going to be really, really ugly. 
I'm, I'm going to stay home anyways. I'm not going to go out. I'm going to stay home tonight, but it's still just going to be ugly. I won't even drink anything at all. I will tell you, you're exactly right. New Year's, Christmas Eve, all those that there's in my, now I don't do it anymore. But looking back to the age 20 to 35 days before I got married, absolutely. Some of the best nights, some of the best party nights, absolutely the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Without a doubt. It's, it is the best party night, especially yep. if you're a man, because let's face it, Thanksgiving, thankfully, is the most sexist of all of all holidays. I, I don't know what it is, but I, I absolutely love my family. All the women get together. Mm-hmm. They make food all day long. I'm hungover. I sleep till noon. And my mom is like, you're all right here. I made you breakfast. I was the only <laughs> nice, I mean, she never would do that any other day of the year. Normally, she's screaming at me, wake your trunk ass up. You know, so... Uh, <laughs> You know, and then, like, all day long, I watch football. They go, we eat some more. Here's some I'll, I'll reheat some leftovers for you. Oh. Greatest day in the freaking world. And I go over to my, like, my, my brother's girlfriend's house. The women are like that to me there. I go, when I was married, I went over there. They oh, eat some more, Joe. Oh, you drank a little too much last night. I got a perfect hangover concoction. The most sexist. The most, and I love it. And no, the women don't even realize it. They, it's like they enjoy taking care of us. Lazy. Okay, I won't say anything else. You're right. <laughs> It's yeah. awesome. I love Thanksgiving, Coach. And then you you do the same thing the following day, and it's like, Joe! Hold on, hold on. <laughs> We're going shopping. <laughs> it's your, yeah, yeah. yeah, the women, but believe me, the women make up for it the next day. That's why they kowtow to you on Thursday. You know, that is, if you want to really take the conspiracy theory to the next level, you know, the, yeah, they treat you like a king on Thursday, and then while you're, uh, you know, shaking off the... Hangover on Friday morning, sleep until 1 or 2 o'clock. The credit card is in rapid use by 10 o'clock in the morning. How the heck How the heck did you spend $1,000 by 9 a.m.? Oh, God, I hate shopping. Those stores open at like 4 a.m. now, Coach. Oh, yeah. Actually, summer oh, yeah. Black, they're Some are opening at 10 o'clock tomorrow night. Or you can get in line at 10 o'clock. No, no, some are opening, opening their at doors at 10 o'clock. So Black Friday no, no, is actually... No, no, David, you mean 10 o'clock tonight. Yeah, no. Thursday night. Thursday, Thursday night. Thursday, Thursday night, big deal. Thursday night. There are some, uh, yeah. I think, Best Buy and Toys R Us and Walmarts from yeah. 10 o'clock tomorrow night. Well, who are it's these like, people? It's like what? Target and Macy's and Kohl's are at midnight tomorrow. What is wrong with these? Why do you need to go out and wait for an hour so you're first in line to rush into a well, store? I don't get it. Well, I did Toys R Us last year, okay? I drove over there, it opened, and it opened at... It opened at midnight. It was at mid. It was either yeah. It was midnight. I think it opened, and I drove out there. I'd left my house at eleven thirty. I'm like, ah, nobody's going to be there. And I got there, <laughs> and there was a line all the way around the building. Wow. I mean, but it, it took me forty five minutes to get in the store. But why? Is wow. there like deep discounts at that? Yeah, point? yeah, yeah. There were some really good deals. There Just really how long did the discounts? For like two hours, while, while, well, you, uh, while supplies last on some things, while like it was like, last. for example, they had like last year they had like deals on iPods and Xbox 360s, mm-hmm. and ten minutes after the store opened, the manager comes out with a bullhorn. The Xboxes are sold out. Two minutes later, the mm-hmm. iPods are sold out. So, but we still have plenty of the yeah. Operation game left. If you're interested, in well, that. exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I did, I did it last year, and yeah, no more. <laughs> So. You know what? If you think about it, okay, so you're going to save a hundred bucks on that on you know on that item. You if you're going to have to get in line for that long, obviously, you took 45 minutes for you to get in. You did not get one of those pieces of retail. So those people ahead of you maybe had to wait two, three, four hours. So four hours is of their Thanksgiving day night is worth 25 bucks an hour. 
seriously to these people? I know I don't make that much money, but I mean, you got to think of it that way. Son. I mean, you probably went there. Oh, I want to cruise in and get a good deal. These people that were ahead of you probably spent their whole Thanksgiving planning on waiting in the line for an item. Yep. They're, they're advertising them more than I can ever remember, calling it Black Friday. Some of them even today having Black Wednesday. Big Dog, you got you got so excited during our conversation, you thought today was Thanksgiving, huh? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the turkey bowl can do, though. You start getting the juices flowing, pardon the uh, expression, literally and figuratively. But, uh, yeah, great. I mean, you know, turkey bowl tradition is outstanding. Then you come home and uh, take a little nap, wake up and uh, eat a little bit, watch a little football. It's a wonderful, wonderful day. It, it, it is a wonderful and and this particular weekend for football, you know, I mean, I'm holding my phone right now in my hand and my shoulder from getting slammed that that one day is actually starting to hurt, so I had to move it. But just being able to watch the football that's going on this weekend, Coach, I picked as the biggest games that I possibly could and beat the Schmoes. But there are so many yeah. big games this weekend. As a football fan. I'm just licking my lips all weekend long. I was surprised. Uh, amazing what a quality football weekend it is. And first of all, you mentioned Beat the Smoke. Normally we play it on Friday. Today we got to play it on Wednesday. It'll be a little bit of an understated Beat the Schmoes because uh, the football games are two, three, uh, in the NFL case, sometimes four days away. I know they got some Thursday games, but we'll play it. So if you want to make your picks, 888-463-6748. But I like you, Big Dog, when I went over the college football games for uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, they're not just a lot of football, but I was surprised at the quality. I mean, there's some really big games this weekend. Yeah, you know, normally, uh, you know, I, I try to just pick out what the biggest marquee college football games are that weekend and pick them. Every single matchup this weekend, if you really consider the the conference ramifications is massive. You know, like I didn't pick the Virginia Virginia Tech game. You know, Virginia Tech and Virginia, whoever wins that game, represents the the coastal division in the ACC. Wow. So I mean, that's a huge game. And and uh, Virginia has been playing phenomenal football the last couple of weeks. Wait. They just beat Florida State. Is there there's actually two divisions in the ACC? You didn't know that? No. Okay, for um, coach for the last thirteen years, the ACC has. So there's a championship game. Okay. Was... For, the last, for the last 13 years, the ACC is <laughs> in a championship game, just uh-huh. to let you know. Well, sometimes and, things and, take, you know, it takes me a while to catch up. And on championship Saturday, the ACC plays their championship game at 7 p.m. at night, our time. Okay. The same as that time the SEC plays their championship game. That's why you've had no idea that the ACC actually had a championship. I just didn't think the ACC was that big of a football conference. What do they got? Twelve teams, two six-team divisions, or yeah, they got they got twelve teams, and now they're huh. going to have what uh, sixteen teams as soon as everybody else yep. comes. Pittsburgh and all those other teams. I, I keep thinking so, of the ACC as a basketball conference. Obviously, they play some good football there, but I thought it was just one division, but. You know, Everybody's been leaving the Big East. Remember way back in the day when Miami and Boston College belonged to the Big East, and they were finally like, you know, we're, we're sick. We're going to a, a bigger conference. And then they Miami and do you remember that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, that, that's when it happened way back then. Yeah, whatever comes around goes around. Teams left to join the Big East, and now teams are leaving the Big East to join elsewhere. I thought the funniest well, thing in the paper. Been to... leaving the, people have been leaving the Big East since the mid nineties. The only reason to be in the Big East was because Miami was there. As soon as they left, it was no longer a marquee conference. Oh, I don't know. But, uh, football you're talking about. Yes. Football. Yeah, obviously. Well, guys, all this was about football, Coach. If you really cared about college sports, mm-hmm. we would redo, we would undo everything that's been done the last four years in college, fo- in college fo- sports and go back and rethink this. Because 
over we're leave, taking one team out of one conference and putting them in another conference, and people don't realize that maybe like uh, the girls' soccer rivalry is destroyed yes. now, or a boys' basketball rivalry is destroyed yep. because of this. People don't realize the whole entire ramifications. Completely throughout. agree with that. All the other sports not thought of uh, nearly as much. And that boy, I'd like to even get more time to get into that. But you're absolutely right. That's a very understated part of the story. And uh, hey, you know, soccer, wrestling, field hockey, those sports count too. And there's a yeah, lot of people into those. And uh, they, you know, they just get pushed to the wayside. So I completely agree with you on that one. Uh, Thursday, we'll start off tomorrow. You got Texas and Texas A&M. Now, I don't think there's any conference ramifications there, Big Doe, but you're a traditionalist, longtime tradition type guy. This is uh, one of the better rivalries in college football. Not bad for a Thursday tip-off. I am so glad that's how you started it off, Coach, because consider this. They have played this game every single season since 1894. And guess what? They're not playing it next year. Oh. Because Texas A&M decided to go to the SEC because they're in the southeastern part of the country, right? Mm -hmm. Texas A&M Aggies. Well, now there's 13 teams in the the SEC that makes no freaking sense. You have a 17 division and a 16 division. They're sitting there wondering what the heck's going to happen. And now a rivalry that's been played since 1894 is not going to be played anymore. And Texas is like, if you're going to leave the conference, we're not playing you. And I don't blame Texas whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So... I'm glad this is the last. You might as well get your eyes on that because that game is always phenomenal. It's always. I don't know how many times Texas has been one of the top five teams in the country, and they've lost to Texas A&M, and the other way around. And so, the fact that this is going to be the final matchup, at least for a while, uh, makes the game that much more important. The winner is going to be able to have that nice savory taste in their mouth for at least a couple of years. Yeah, and you know Texas A&M goes for the money grab next year, Coach. Four and eight. Remember that. Remember when I remember when mm-hmm. I were laughing about about uh, uh, Texas A and M going to SEC four okay. and eight next year. Okay. okay. Yeah. By the way, my favorite uh, thing, uh, not a big story, but read in the paper today, Brigham Young University. I thought it was a joke at first. It was for real. Brigham Young University decides not to join the Big East. Yeah. I'm like, huh? You, Brigham Young in the Big yeah. East. Where did that come from? Oh, it, it's coach. It, it comes out of nowhere, everywhere. There's a million stories that you probably didn't even know has happened. So don't even don't even worry about it. The Brigham Young decides not to. Just... Isn't that a joke? Yeah. You know why well, they? You know why they didn't join the Big East? They didn't want to share their uh, the money from their home uh, television, home television game. Mm-hmm. So they don't they don't get to join. Well, I was like, well, uh, at least greed stopped that particular act of greed. Is that the regular Mormon channel, or do you have to get Mormon Plus to get the Brigham Young games? Oh, no, 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 no. You just, on the regular Mormon channel, they figure really? the best way to propagandize Mormonism is uh-huh. to actually, through football. What, the, that, what shows that, do you Mormon get on Mormon Plus? Oh, on Mormon Plus? Yeah. You, well, you get uh, shows like... Uh, <laughs> Don't answer that. Wives, and two of them are pretty good. You yeah. know, shows like that. Mormon Plus after hours, though, I've heard, is... Uh, You'd be surprised. You would be surprised. They do take it to the next level. But, again, that's Mormon Plus after hours. And from what I heard, they charge you an arm, a leg, and a couple other body parts. Yeah, your, yeah, your eternal <laughs> soul also. also. <laughs> All right, sticking with the college football theme. By the way, we got baseball news to talk about. A lot to get in today. But uh, Friday, not Saturday, folks, but Friday, you got Southeast Conference football. Well, no, national football at its best. Forget the fact they're in the Southeast Conference. Two of the top three teams in the country, you've got Arkansas at 
LSU. Great game on Friday, and of course, conference implications there as well, Big Dog. Conference, national championship implications. Yes. How long have I been saying to this? You were like, yeah, whatever, so whatever. Think about it right now. Arkansas sits at three. LSU sits at one. If Arkansas goes into LSU and beats LSU, okay, Arkansas moves up. Well, if Alabama beats Auburn, Auburn isn't going to fall. You never have a team win a game against a rival like that and fall. So what happens is Alabama goes to one. Arkansas goes to two, LSU will fall to three. And who would play in the SEC Conference Championship? The way the SEC does their tiebreaker with a three-way tiebreaker, totally different than the Big 12 did a few years ago, if you remember how they did that. The way the, the SEC does it is they take the top two teams according to the BCS. So if LSU happens to lose, they'll be number three. So it'll be between Arkansas and Alabama. Then it goes to head-to-head versus the top two in the BCS. Alabama has beaten them. Alabama will be in uh, the SEC championship game. Okay, wait, 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 then, wait. Back up a second. Back up a second. First of all, uh, you're telling me Alabama, Arkansas, and LSU, the top three teams, not only are they all in the uh, in the SEC, you're telling me they're all three in the same division? Yeah, and you didn't realize that they were one, two, three in it's, the country right now in the BCS ranking? I did realize that, and I realized they were in the SEC. I forgot. Maybe uh, selective disorientation, whatever the hell you want to call. I didn't realize they were in the same division. Yeah, can you believe of the that? SEC? That's amazing. So, so you I mean, could I mean, have a, you could have a you could have a team finish in second place in your division, second place in their division, and still playing for the national championship. Yeah, they could, and they could have a team finish in third place in that in the division, and saying, "Why aren't we playing in the national title game?" In case it happens to be in wow. LSU, LSU wow. could get totally. Royally, you know what, and they better not. The voters better figure out how to get LSU in the national title game if they somehow stumble to Arkansas. Considering what it was, if they end up losing, I mean, legitimately, coach, this is massive for LSU. They better stay focused. It's a day game, and they don't play as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're right in, about in day that. Games as they do in, in night games. You are right about that. They thrive on that rabid crowd on a, on a uh, at night games. No question about that. It's an if, interesting if factor. If you have a home game and you schedule LSU at night, just put a loss on your home game. Just, <laughs> I don't know what it is about those guys at night, but like they turn into freaking animals. They're faster. So, if you watch them run, they're clearly faster at night. I'm not quite sure what that is. I haven't really thought about it, but now that you bring it up, it's absolutely true. Now, let me add that whoever wins that uh, tiebreaker system, and a great job by Joel of deciphering that, anybody who would like a written explanation of Joel's explanation, uh, don't even write us because we have no idea how to put it down on paper. But the winning team of those three, that division, will meet Georgia, correct? Yes, they'll have to play Georgia. And by the way, Coach, Georgia's playing Georgia Tech Great game. Saturday. Yep, that was so on my slate. I mean, there's, there's phenomenal games all up and down. I picked three of the biggest games I could, and I didn't pick Virginia, Virginia Tech, uh, Georgia, Georgia Tech, or Arkansas, LSU, and there's a couple other games that are out there. Now, Georgia, Georgia Tech, uh, either way, Georgia will be the division champion, correct? Georgia Tech is in the ACC, Coach. Ah, when did they move to the ACC? Uh, 1913, <laughs> I do believe. I do believe 1913. Ah, I love getting the big dog all wrapped up here. Um, and let me just say that very quietly, Georgia has become a pretty good story at NCAA football because they were struggling for a couple of years. Head coach Mark Richt, uh, possibly the job on the line. He's a good coach. They lost 
their first couple games, or they started off one and two, correct, and then have been on an absolute roll since then, and uh, certainly one of the top ten teams in the country now. Yeah, and it was amazing. Georgia, who's had a phenomenal defense throughout the history of Georgia, all of a sudden last year had a bad uh, defense. And I'm not even talking about SEC level. I'm talking about just regular uh, top-tier college defense was bad. It started out bad this year, then all of a sudden it just changed. Everything changed, Coach, and they got it all right, and all of a sudden they're playing – uh, as well as any of the top ten teams in the country, except for LSU right now. So, uh, if, in order for them to beat LSU, they're going to have to get a little lucky. In the same way for Arkansas, but mm-hmm. uh, Arkansas can do it. Coach, they got Tyler Wilson, who I, I everybody else talking about. You know, they talk about Russell Wilson, Matt Barkley. I love Russell Wilson, I love Matt Barkley, all these guys, Andrew Luck. Tyler Wilson is the best pro quarterback right now in college football. Wow. Strong. And I'm the only one saying it. Best, you're saying he's not the best quarterback, but the best pro prospect. Yes, without a doubt in my mind. If you see the kid throw, you're going to be absolutely amazed when he plays LSU tomorrow night. Haven't seen, I'm going to watch tomorrow night, or Friday night, but I have not seen one bit of Arkansas football this year. Uh, When did did Arkansas move to the SEC? When did that happen? Okay, do you remember when the the (laughs) Southwest Conference Uh, broke up? I'm kidding, stop it. Okay. I do remember the Southwest Conference, though. Well, they, they were the only non-Texas team in it, and then the Big 12 happened, and when the Big yep. 12 happened, the SEC happened, if you remember. Yes. And the SEC added four teams. Arkansas was one of them. Some solid historical perspective. For a man who uh, drank heavily at times during his life and has done a few pharmaceuticals along the way, Big Doug, your memory is as sharp as ever. Very impressive. I, will, I just want to let you know something. that My <laughs> man, Ron Paul, my man, Ron Paul, last night said yep. it so succinctly. He's like, we have five times as many pharmaceutical deaths as we do uh, uh, illegal drug deaths in the United States. I've never taken pharmaceutical drugs ever in the history of my life, so mm-hmm. ever. Besides, like, uh, I've got some at home if you want to try. You're welcome. And to, I, I got some uric acid pills. I'm taking a little allopurinol if you want to try some. I could. Uh, you have you know. gout, coach? Well, I don't. I'm taking those to prevent the onset up. I've okay, never, I've never had gout, but according to my doctor, uh, you know, the uric acid level, this is fascinating radio here, it was high. So he said for the rest of my life, I got to take the one allopurinol pill per day to prevent getting gout. Okay. So what pill do you have to take to make sure that you don't get something bad from the allopurinol? Yeah. There you go. Point well just taken. Wondering. Just, just wondering. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe that's the first time there's actually a, a, a remedy that doesn't have a side effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, point well to well, that. That's a whole other side tangent we can get into, Big Dog. It's it's a shame we only got one hour to talk about today. Hey, David Olson, any chance we can go an extra couple hours today? Feel free to say no. Sure, but I'm not sticking around. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you know, we only have we only have a half hour left for the entire week. Ah, uh, very frustrating. Very fr- love talking this college football. Though so many good games over the. I got so I looked at the schedule last night, Big Dog, right before going to bed. And I got to stop doing that because you know the dreams that I have. Now, this one fortunately did not involve my wife, but I woke up, or actually I didn't wake up. I, I remember the dream. And it was, it was like on a beach, and, and all of a sudden I've got this person walking at me, and she's got the body of Aaron Andrews, but the uh-huh. face of a Vern Lundquist. Very, well, very disturbing. The, if it was the voice of a Vern Lundquist, that would be nice. Yes. Yes, just picture oh, that if you could. The biggest man in America right now. Believe me, the last couple hours of sleep after that dream were um, whatever whatever the lightest stage is, that was the stage I was in. 
Very scary figure. Okay. Yeah. Of course, it could have been worse. It could have been Vern Lundquist's body with Aaron Andrews' face. I'm not sure. Which route would you rather go there? If you I had... would rather go the first route. <laughs> you say that with such confidence. Yes, I do. There's, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes, definitely. Moving right along to some of Saturdays again. The Big Ten's got a lot of good ones, too, but let's talk Clemson and South Carolina and maybe one of the greatest rivalries in all of football, certainly for tailgating and for fandom and for rabid, maniacal college fans. Alabama and Auburn, Big Dog, probably as crazed as college football could ever get. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't even bring up Clemson and South Carolina. I am going to bring up a couple more games, if you don't mind, one that you just said. Coach, I'm going to give you my beat the schmo picks. I just figure it goes right along with the with the comments. Yeah, what the heck? This is a different type okay. take. So go ahead. Yeah, okay, because these are, these are my beat the schmo picks for this week. Uh, I, I like them. They're all good. You just brought up Auburn, Alabama. Alabama is a phenomenal team. It's at Auburn. Auburn is a 21 point underdog, and, I, and I'm going to say, admittedly, without question, I understand a 21 point difference in these two particular teams. But what the heck are they thinking? This is at Auburn. Yep. It's a, it's the Iron Bowl. Auburn realizes, you know what, somehow Alabama's still kind of in the national title hunt. Are you kidding me? Auburn will do anything to knock them out of that. I will take 21 points. And, Coach, just to let you know, there's like 21 and a half, 22. I took the 21 was the lowest one I saw, honestly. So I was like, I can't believe that mm-hmm. it's that hot is the way I'm looking yeah, at it. I'm, okay. with, I'm with you on that. that that's a, You have to figure in the rivalry factor, and I'm assuming the Las Vegas people, they're so objective they don't do that, but I agree with you, 21, way too much, and obviously Auburn is not the Auburn of last year. No, no, Coach. All that Las Vegas does is try to make sure 50% of the people bet right. on it one way, and 50, that's all they yeah. care about. They yeah. don't care about it. They don't, they don't care if they think Auburn's going to win by 100. They mm-hmm. still put it at you know, plus 21 if it was that mm-hmm. way. So. Well, studies have shown, well, actually not studies, but there are people that say when the big dog or when some of us make our picks on Beat the Schmoes, that the uh, the arrow moves in Vegas. It does. I'm, you know, hey, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. It's it's been known to happen. It moved. Is all I can say. Yeah, and 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 one game that usually makes me move every single week is the game, which is uh, Ohio State going into the big house, wow. taking on Michigan this week. Uh, an absolutely big game for the simple fact that well, we don't know who's going to win this year. We just we're just not assuming Ohio State's going to roll the the Michigan Wolverines because mm-hmm. Rich Rod is the head coach anymore. So. Uh, Ohio State is a lot better than people think they are because of the fact they finally got Boom Heron back. He's been back for two games. Javier Posey is back. Mike Adams is back. It's a good team coach. They're getting eight points. I'm going to take this. I saw one at seven and a half. I'm going to get seven and a half points, Ohio State, going into uh, uh, Michigan. And I, I say, actually, that's going to be a phenomenal game. Michigan played great last week, but I think it's kind of an average. Auburn, Alabama, and OSU in Michigan, maybe. Maybe the top two rivalry games in all of college football. Now, I will say this year, correct me, or feel free to disagree, I would say there is less publicity, less hype this year on Ohio State than Michigan than I can ever remember. No, no, you're exactly right, especially when you consider the, like, a little bit has to do with this. The typical media people that are covering Big Ten stuff have been stuck in Penn State for three weeks. Talking about, yeah, we have more, you know, allegations, more blah, blah, blah. When those people normally would be like, hey, we're at Ohio State this week, and they're trying to finish off their season strong. Mm-hmm. And now all the talk of uh, Ohio State is that uh, Urban Meyer has been offered a, a $40 million five-year contract. All right, so to be uh, to, to be fully clarified now, you are taking the Buckeyes on the road plus the eight. 
Uh, plus seven and a half. So plus seven, seven and a half. half. Very I'll good. Eight. I don't want any pushes. So. Yeah, you are very char- charitable this time of year. That's nice. Well, I don't need that. I don't need that hook. There was other hooks I would definitely not let you. I would definitely take. But the last game, I, I figure another of the biggest games of the weekend. Don't do it. The one that nobody's talking about is. Can you guess? We haven't mentioned it. We've mentioned all these great rivalries. What's the other yeah. big game? Stanford Notre Dame. Okay, well, no, not that one. There's another one. There's a bigger game this weekend in, in terms of college football, Coach. Penn State, Wisconsin? That is the one I'm talking about. Penn State goes into Camp Randall. They're getting 14.5 points. Everybody has counted them out. All this dark cloud hanging over the program. There's no possible way, right, that they can go into Camp Randall and beat this juggernaut offense that the Wisconsin Badgers are, right? Yeah, they're absolutely right. Wisconsin's going to pound them, Coach. I would say they're going to win this game about 48-20. to 20. Really? The Big Ten doesn't have to worry about Penn State bringing their black cloud to the Big Ten championship game. Wisconsin gets it done. It's wow. a happy time for everybody in the world besides Penn State. Thing. I like the way Big Dog played that, David Olson. He, he, he led us right into a sympathize with Penn State. Here come the Nittany Lion. I was getting all charged up for the underdog. And boom! <laughs> you lowered a rock on the big fellas and take the favor. Nicely played. I have to admit, I, I did steal that from Lee Corso. That was in honor of the coach, Lee Corso, coach. Yeah. <laughs> Who, if he says one more swear word on TV, you might uh, it might be Lee Corso in memoriam. No, I, I thought it was without question one of the greatest moments in the history of, of college football game day. <laughs> I totally understand Lee Corso. I forgive yes. you. I'm not mad at you I'm whatsoever. You. I'm totally with you. I thought that was quality entertainment. We told listeners yesterday, check out the YouTube video of that and the reaction of Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit. Absolutely priceless. An amazing amount of get. You can't watch them all. I mean, Penn State, Wisconsin, that's must-see TV. Ohio State and Michigan, love to see that. Auburn, Alabama, don't forget my Northwestern Wildcats have a big game. Taking on Michigan State, if they win big dog, they would finish with, what, five in a row? Uh-huh. Right, or four in a row? Yeah, that'd be, they would be seven and five. And they were? I, I, I think three two, and five. They, no, they, they were think. two and five. I think they were okay. two and five. I think that's five wow. wins in a row, and they would get to a decent bowl. So it's a huge game. For Northwestern, you got that on the docket. Your Illinois team taking on Minnesota, and then we haven't even mentioned Notre Dame and Stanford, which is an outstanding game. It's almost too many good games for one week. You can't watch them all. Yeah, Notre Dame Stanford's a pretty big game nationally because, believe us or not, Stanford can sneak back into the national title game. I mean, it's a long shot. But it actually is like, oh, it's on the board. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a trail that leads right there, and it's it's not that many different teams have to lose in front of them. Yeah, I don't think Stanford's going to play for the national championship, but they're going to play at a big. My point is, coach, it's still on the board. It's still alive, which is pretty cool right now. Typically, that we won't, we don't normally have eight teams alive for the national championship. But uh, going into Thanksgiving weekend, I think I can speak for 82.5 percent of the country, and quite frankly, to hell with the other 17 and a half percent that disagree with me. The bigger story in that game is uh, Notre Dame. How far has the program come? you got haters and you got lovers, not many people in the in-between. You know, they've beaten some of the weaker teams, some of the mid-range teams are playing better football, but they haven't beat a good team. Are they going to fall on their face again under pressure and have Brian Kelly uh, neck expand about three sizes? Or, you know, do the Irish knock off Stanford? And if they do big, though, that's a watershed game for the Fighting Irish. It would be a watershed game. If, what, if he loses, do you really think they would fire him? No, 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 I didn't say that. Okay. I said his next size. I, I, I enjoy Notre Dame struggling just to watch Brian Kelly try to keep his anger inside, which he doesn't do too well. I'm not going to go out on a limb here whatsoever, but, you know, uh, Michael Floyd is going to dominate the, the, the Cardinal secondary. I mean, that's just, 
Yeah. You can pretty much, that's going to be sliced and diced. If a Notre Dame quarterback has any time whatsoever to throw, a step into a throw, he's going to catch some big-time passes in that game. But other than that, there's really not a lot of athleticism to take advantage of Stanford. Stanford will be able to move the ball at will on Notre Dame, Coach. Their, their power and play action and throwing a deep type mm-hmm. stuff, you know what I mean? They'll, they'll be too efficient, and all Notre Dame has is one player. This is not a good matchup. Uh, yeah. Palo Alto for uh, Notre Dame. And this could be a great game. I think this will be one of the better games of the weekend. Notre Dame also lost. They've got two great running backs. I forget the kid's name. They lost their probably their best running back. They still got Sierra Wood, but uh, the other kid's out for the season, so that hurts the Irish too. But somehow, some way, me thinks Notre Dame might pull off the upset victory. At any rate, I can see it. Now, if you know, just real quick, last thing on college football I want to touch on is I'm a diehard Illinois fan. They started out six and zero. They go to Minnesota, coach. I know you don't like the must-win thing. To me, as an Illinois fan, this is an absolute must-win. They're ten points favorites. I don't care about that. To me, it's a pick 'em. I'm not kidding you. I think this game's a pick 'em. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to win this game. If they go six and six and lose their last six games, they would still be bowl eligible. They cannot accept the bowl. You can't have a six-game losing streak and I accept agree. the bowl bid. I, I I don't know if that would happen, but I absolutely agree with you. So I do, and please. If, they have to win this game. It's a yeah. must-win for me, Coach. Like a nail-bite, I cannot believe yeah. that I'm watching it's, this Minnesota game feeling like, well, like I got, got kicked in the stomach. It's actually an interesting scenario. If Illinois loses, first of all, does any bowl offer them a bid? Maybe not, but if they do, oh, yeah. we, I mean, uh, uh, in all seriousness now, kidding aside, is there a chance that a school would not accept a bid because, hey, we just don't deserve it? Six-game losing streak, we don't feel it's right. Uh, you know, there's teams that haven't accepted bids for like d- different reasons. You know, I, re- I remember Ohio State being seven and four uh, back in the in the mid '80s, and they turned down a bid because remember there was only like 12 bowls back then, and they were like, "No, we don't think we deserve to go to a bowl this year." And they turned it down to like a another school that was like 10 and one or or nine and two, like a smaller school that had like so. I, I would actually have no problem if the organization said, you know, we don't. But then again, mm-hmm. the best thing that you can do for to get your team better is those three weeks of bowl practice going into next year. Now, so, Ladies and gentlemen, suffice it to say, on behalf of your good friends here at the Two Guys at a Mike Show, watch some college football this particular weekend. Got some great games. And after this weekend, uh, you know, the, the slate dies down a little bit. There'll be some good games. Obviously, the bowl game's coming up. But this is the last big full weekend of college football, so catch it while you can. David, let's get our Beat the Schmoza football picks out of the way real quick here because we got other stuff to get to, and I'm afraid at the end of the show we won't. If you want to make your Beat the Schmoza football picks fans out there, 888-463-6748. If you're joining us late, we uh, talked a little Turkey Bowl football. That's great tradition. If you uh, have a game you want to talk about, maybe some of the uh, – Phenomenal finishes, funny things that have happened, anything in your particular Turkey Bowl game you want to pub it, you can do it with us. 888-463-6748. Big Dog and a Coach, final live day of the week. Yes, David. You want to uh, go second or go third? Uh, I'll bat and clean up, I guess, again. Okay. All right. You know why he does that, Big Dog? We've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, just so he makes sure that it's... I'm more than happy to lead off if you want me to. So you're not going to go against me on purpose? That's right. I'll, I'll make my right. picks here. And I, again, I had four games. By the way, thank you last week, Big Dog. I picked four games, uh-huh. and I, you know, I liked all four. I asked you to eliminate one, and you actually eliminated a loser for me, Minnesota. So yeah. I appreciate that. All right, I'm going to go. Uh, and actually, I almost picked all three of the Thursday games: Strictly, 
by coincidence, but I almost picked all three of the Thursday games, but I'm going to go two out of three. I almost picked Detroit over the Packers. That was the one game I eliminated. But uh, just for anybody keeping score out there, I do like the, the uh, Lions to pull off the upset against the Pack. I'm going to take Dallas over Miami. Big dog, the Miami Dolphins story has been a good one. Three-game win streak, but I think it comes to an end. I'm going to take Dallas. i got to give up seven points against the red-hot Miami Dolphins, but I'll take the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Baltimore at San Francisco. If you play with fire, you're going to get hurt. I've been burned over and over again by the San Francisco 49ers. Eh, you know what? Getting burned is not so bad. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to pick the Ravens and give up three and a half. They're going to beat the San Francisco 49ers. And finally, the game I love the most, Norv Turner in San Diego. Minus six and a half at home against Tebow and the Broncos. I love Tebow, and I hope the Broncos win. I just don't think it's going to happen. More. It, it, this is not so much a Tebow pick. It is more I think San Diego is going to right the ship and get on a run here at the end of the year. I'll take San Diego to home. Minus six and a half. Well, it looks like we're starting a trend here because I'm going to agree with you on your pick of the Dallas Cowboys over the Miami Dolphins. Miami is hot, but so are the Cowboys, and they're always great at home on Thanksgiving Day. So got to go with them. Uh, Game number two, we've got uh, New England playing at Philadelphia. New England is favored by three. I'm taking New England in that one. Well, I be the, the Eagles are still banged up. Michael Vick is still a question mark, and New England can put up a lot there, of points. There are people that are saying the reason they're picking the Eagles in that game is because Michael Vick is banged up. Just throwing that out there. Okay. Well, I mean, Vince Young and uh, Michael Vick, it's, you know, mm-hmm. half a dozen, one-six of the other, in my opinion. I, I, so. I, just want to just, I just want to say this. I would rather have Vince Young as my starting quarterback over Michael Vick. I would just throw that out there. Not saying your pick is wrong. I'm just mm-hmm. I would rather have Ben Chung than Michael Vick. New England's at home, Dave. No, no, no. Uh, New England's at Philadelphia. And, and who's favored? New, New England by th- by three. three. Okay, by three. And I'm, yeah, I'm taking New England. Okay, game three. Uh, game three. When all else fails, bet against the Colts. Carolina <laughs> and Indianapolis. Carolina's favored by three. Going I, uh, with the Panthers in I, that one. I was tempted, big dog. I was tempted, but I just thought this is what what do they call these? One of these sucker games. Yeah, the yeah the soccer game. Yeah. yeah, but but it's not though. No? It's not though. I mean, New England or New England, Indianapolis just isn't competitive, and <laughs> Carolina can't put up points. Big dog, do you have in front of you the uh, stats of Curtis Painter on Thanksgiving Day? Uh, yes, and he is he yet to <laughs> attempt a, a throw, so uh, we really can't look into that whatsoever. Wow, because maybe we could have gotten an indication of how he would play with some statistical information, but so yeah. far there's not. That's amazing no that you had that right at your fingertips. Very impressive. No, I just just want to. I mean, this is not a discussion for today because there's so much to talk about. But like in a couple of weeks, if we ever have a downtime, which we never should, I just want like, what what are the Colts going to do with the number one overall pick when they have Peyton Manning coming back next that's year? That's a great and call. The yeah. best player available. Just yep. that's a discussion down the line, yeah. which is going to be pretty cool. There's already so. jerseys, and and I I do like that. And you're right, we can't totally get into it today, but but there's some indie fans wearing luck jerseys. Yeah. To the games. People are idiots. Well, I, I would trade the pick. I would trade the pick, and I would throw the Ron Peyton Manning and try to win five more. Uh, you know, play five more seasons. Yeah, that could be a segment on this show, by the way, David. If we can cart that soundbite up from the big dog, I think we should have a segment maybe on slow. T- you said we don't have slow times on the show. A lot of people uh, email us in big dog, and they actually say the slow times on our show. Yes, are actually the parts they enjoy the most. Well, that's that's a little bit scary. Well, yeah, you can look and at it both ways. Just in case we, 
just in case we had slow time, I had definitely a lot of stories to talk about. That's what I'm talking about. People like our slow time better, but I like that. How about a people are idiots segment led by the Joel Redwanski, and you can bring up, you know, just both in sports and out of sports, ridiculous things that have happened, and we can call it and use your sound bite there. People are idiots. I, I, I like that, Coach. I like it, too. Yes, David. Isn't Peyton Manning a free agent after the season? Oh, boy. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, boy. He just opened All up right. a can of worms. I, I'm I'm virtually positive he is. Bears. Um, Bears. Peyton Manning, this, that's the thing. Peyton Manning is owed. It's, either, it's an $18 million roster bonus coming up pretty soon. So the Colts, they're either going to have to, like, they can't trade him anymore, okay? They're either going to have to cut him. Or pay him. That's that's not a good situation for the Colts right now. They should have, you know, they should they have to resign him now. That's that's the thing, David. You're right. He can be a free agent. Peyton Manning signed it. by the Denver Broncos in the off season, but the Broncos fans and management <laughs> decide to stick with Tim Tebow. Tebow was our guy. Peyton will be there just in case. <laughs> Yeah, the fans are booing Manning every time he goes out there. He throws a touchdown pass and they boo him. We want Tebow. Just, like, just like with Orton earlier in the year. Oh, my goodness. No, no, Coach, you talk about people are crazy. If you if you don't mind, can I go into one? I, yeah. I, mean, you know, I, I like I the like people, people are idiots segment, ladies. This is a preview of a new segment to come here on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's People yeah. Are Idiots by Joe Radwanski. Do you want to hear about a groom suicide or an attempted murder by forklift? I can go either way, Coach. Wait, hold on. Yes, David. Well, no, I've got a people are idiots before we even go. Oh, that. you do. I, I, I have to correct myself. He is not a free agent. He signed a new contract right before ah. he had surgery. And they had to know he had surgery, and they still gave him a five-year deal. So you are nominating yourself for the segment? No, oh. I did, did Colts owner Jim Irsay oh, for okay. giving him a big contract right before he could have career-ending ah, surgery. Gotcha. And there was there was thirty-three million dollars in guaranteed money up front in the deal, Coach. Is, yeah, is, five, is, five years, ninety million. They signed him wow. for right, but like less than a month before he had surgery. And he's got roster bonuses coming. Like they can release him like any other contract you can in the NFL, but like it's. They paid him a lot of money, Coach. Does that mean we a won't be seeing any Peyton Manning commercials anymore in the NFL? Because I always enjoyed those. Now that he's getting that much money, he did, probably doesn't need to do commercials. <laughs> he actually he actually was pretty good on TV. Uh, didn't he host Saturday Night Live? I think he did. I, he did, yeah, I, twice I, as a matter of fact. All right, but we, oh. we digress. The people already in segment, Big Dog, you were about to give us two choices. Yeah, one of the choices... A groom, a newlywed man who committed suicide, or a or a guy who tried to murder somebody by forklift. Yeah, I think I can speak for most of our listeners and uh, say both, but we are running out of time. Let's go with the first one. Okay. Well, a man by the name of Fernando Brazier of the Bronx, okay, on this past Saturday, gets married. Okay? There's a picture of him going down the aisle, smiling all happy. Well... By the end of the day, he couldn't take it anymore, and he wrote a suicide <laughs> note and said, I just can't take it anymore. Very life, not for me. You can find me at the bottom of the Harlem River. Put his wedding <laughs> ring in it, and exactly where they found him, he jumped into the river, Coach. This guy was married for eight hours, and he jumped he killed himself. He jumped into the river. Oh, that's, that is, uh, I couldn't think of a better way to start off our people already in segment. 
Oh, boy. Marriage is just the the first couple hours I heard were great. But the next three or four hours were just miserable. By the eighth hour, a guy couldn't take it anymore. Is that it? Yeah, yeah supposedly it was like, to his wife, it's nothing personal. <laughs> <laughs> I made a mistake. <laughs> oh, that's unbelievable. Where did you read that one? Drudge Report, Coach. That's where I get all my information. <laughs> is that where you make your beat the schmoes football picks? Uh, no, sadly, I go to Vegas Insider. Oh, that's unbelievable. That's where I get the live That's Real quick, real quick, the baseball, uh, whatever, the collective bargaining agreement, the uh, CBA, the collective bargaining agreement was made yesterday. I don't want to get in the financial part of it because, quite frankly, that's boring. But, Big Dog, there were some things that actually affect the games on the field and the sport you so much love. I know it's a football weekend, but real quick. Yeah, uh, your thoughts, like uh, yeah. first of all, they're going to go three, five-team divisions now. That's a major change. In each league? Yes. You're, you're talking about because yes. basically the only difference is there were there were four five-team divisions, one four-team division, one six-team division, because they had to have even number teams in both the American and National Leagues because mm-hmm. they didn't want to have interleague play all year long. Round, well, they decided that it's dumb to have teams like the Cubs and the Cardinals in a 16 division and have the A's in the 14 division. So the A's are in the playoffs every fourth year and the Cubs are in it every sixth year. It makes no mm-hmm. sense. So they even them out. So right. now we're going to have interleague play from opening day yeah. to the last game of the season. Which, because of it, it's, it's a minor sacrifice I have no problem with. I got no problem with it either. Houston Astros, by the way, will be moving to the American League as part of that agreement. A lot of People in Houston are uh, upset about it. In fact, David, if you have a slow day Friday, you might want to check out Occupy Houston, which will have nothing to do with politics. It's just a bunch of baseball fans unhappy that the great tradition of the National League is being left. Uh, and I think the ex-third baseman Bob S. Pramani will be leading the Occupy Houston uh, <laughs> protest, big dog, if you want to join him down there. Oh, no, 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 thank you, Coach. I, I, can, I don't need lights. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or any type of STD of any kind, Coach. First, I thought you said I don't need life. You don't. You don't need lice, huh? No, I do not. No, I do not. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. The following uh, part of this broadcast brought to you by the Houston Bureau of Tourism. Come visit Houston and leave with an itch. All right. Uh, next up on the baseball docket, wild card. Now this is interesting too. Two wild card teams. I don't mind that. The part I don't like is both wild card teams instead of being in a three out of five now. It'll be a one-game elimination game. I'm not sure I like that, dog. Two out of three, to me, would have been better. Uh, yeah, I don't. Like, I still don't like how the, the league is set up. Like I, I can talk on and on about how I want four divisions and not six divisions and all that other stuff. But, yeah, so basically you really need to win your division or else you're in a precarious situation and not making yep. it. So we're going to have situations where the team with the second-best record in the American League is going to have to play a one-game playoff just to stay in while the team that wins the American League West is 84 yep. and 78 and they yep. coast and have home field advantage. It's, uh, it's, I really, truly do like having the regular season be special, but when you set it up to the way the NFL and baseball has it set up, and basketball in a sense too because they, they rank the playoff rankings. If you're a division winner, you're automatically the third-ranked team. You're playing the sixth team, even if you have the worst record of any playoff team. So mm-hmm. uh, these, these sports have to do a better job of formulating how they set up their, their playoff format. Seriously, mm-hmm. I don't like the way any professional team, uh, the way they're set up right now, any league. 
in America. Okay. Uh, third thing on the docket, could get more to that, but again, we're short of time. Your third thing on the docket, again, from the collective bargaining agreement between players, owners, and the uh, reciprocators and the in-between, and that is instant replay. We knew once they started to use instant replay, we all knew that it was going to progress, and in fact it has. They will now use instant replay on fair and foul balls and also the trapped catch, Big Dog. So uh, not much of a surprise here. Um, yeah, I just, what's going to happen, is the play going to continue? What if the ball is foul, but is the umpire is everybody going to continue to let the play go? No. To see? No. See, but you understand what I'm saying. What yeah, happens so, if, all right. Oh, oh, so the umpire ruled it foul. Okay. Would it end up being fair? Good call. Now, where are they, what are they going to do with the base runners? It's an interesting see, question. It's, 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 it's I, they have no idea the Pandora's box they just opened. Well, I, I'm assuming that the owners have thought of that particular scenario, and they've got an answer for that. I can't give you the answer, but I do hope, I mean, all of a sudden it doesn't happen like in the fifth game of the season. Like, oh, we forgot about that. So, uh, you know, we'd have to check it out, but I'm assuming <laughs> they've got that figured out. But anyhow, re- the, the basic point is the replay is going to become a bigger part of Major League Baseball. You knew once they started to use it on home runs, that was going to come. Final thing, this was kind of interesting, and I thought a good move, too. On double headers, there's not too many of them anymore. But when you move. do have a double header, they're going to allow the rosters to increase. You can call up a couple people so you don't burn out all your pitchers from 23 or 24 up to 26. I think that's a good move. No, as well. no, no, Coach. Coach, you don't know how many players are on a major league roster. It goes from they add one. It goes from twenty five to twenty six. Okay. So you can bring up a pitcher. Or stuff. Okay. I don't mean to be so rude or terse. Yeah. But. Well, I didn't know that Georgia Tech shockingly had left the uh, Southeast Conference in nineteen thirteen. They were never part of the Southeast Conference. They were in a charter member of the Atlantic Coast Conference. But- <laughs> By the way, our interns are still efforting to see if your first statement was true, that the Atlantic Conference, Atlantic Coast Conference, in fact, has two divisions, and our interns have not yet been able to uncover the true story. So there's still some question there. It's, it's, it's called the Coastal and the Atlantic <laughs> yeah. Division, everybody. It's, okay. It's bad to know. Yeah, so. if, you, if you would have met our interns, you'll know why they're having so much trouble, Big Dog. I, I can probably help them with many different things. I have rolling paper here. <laughs> Uh, all right, I had to get that baseball news out of the way at any rate. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Big dog and a coach at your service. Dog will be off for a couple of days. Uh, hope you have a great Thanksgiving. And now, uh, so you are not playing in a turkey bowl game tomorrow, huh? No, coach. I'm uh, 39. I don't feel like getting slammed to the ground at any time soon. Oh, that's a bunch of garbage. I guarantee. If any of our listeners in the Aurora area, if you have a family or neighborhood turkey bowl. And you get a hold of the big dog, despite what he just said, folks, he will be there in a heartbeat and he'll play his heart out for you. Am I right? Only, only if I'm chasing the quarterback. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna play in a full contact sport, please let me be the one initiating the contact. So only well, if I get to play defensive line coach. There's no, you know, turkey bowl, there's no specialty in turkey bowl. You gotta play both ways. You gotta block people, but obviously on defense, we'll let you get after the quarterback. Okay, I'll play center, and don't expect me to block anybody, but I'll I'll snap the ball perfectly yeah. every time. And I'll, I, right. as long as they get to hit somebody, Coach, I guess yeah. you do have a point. By the way, our turkey bowl game is kind of cool, Big Dog, because we started off many, many years ago. We used to be adults, you know, in our 20s, mid-20s, late-20s. And then, of course, we started to uh, have offspring. So at some point, the adult game turned into uh, bring out the little kitties, you know, one age one, two, three, four. Well, the little kitties started to grow a little bit, age five, six, seven, eight. The little kids are now, uh, many of them high school age. It's kind of cool. Two of the guys 
that started out in our Turkey Bowl game at the age of one and two. Mm-hmm. Two of them, just recently, one all-conference high school football player for his varsity team at Glenbrook South. The other one just made the coaches all-state team as a two-way lineman for Glenbrook South. So out of our Turkey Bowl game, one all-stater, one all-conference, uh, kind of cool, considering they started at the age of one. You know, Coach, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to be too cheesy here, don't think that those turkey bowls didn't have a part of that. I'm not talking about the technique and all that other stuff. Love of the game. The love of football? Yep. The love of football makes you a lot better football player. A lot better football If you really love the game, and if you grew up and just couldn't wait for Thanksgiving so you mm-hmm. go play with your dad and all his friends, you end up loving the game of football. That's a great call. Great call. Mm-hmm. All right, final 20 seconds. Is your big dog? Uh, any thoughts you want to give out to our fine listeners here on a Thanksgiving? And again, we'll join you live back on a Monday. Final 20 seconds is you, my friend. Uh, I, I want to thank all the women that have catered to every single one of my needs over the years, feeding me, letting me watch football. Because quite honestly, I Change, have never had changing to the sheets, changing the sheets, uh, burping <laughs> me, all the other stuff that needs to be done. Because considering nobody has really ever gone on on a Friday. Black Friday shopping free on my expense ever. So, quite honestly, I've been getting off for free for years, Coach. Okay. Especially changing the sheets. All right. Big Dog, have a great Thanksgiving. Everybody out there, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, we'll talk back at you live on Monday. Enjoy all the football, and more importantly, enjoy being with your family. And be safe. For the TalkZone.com, two guys in a mic. Big Dog, the coach, producer extraordinaire, David Olson. Have a great one. We'll see you Monday at 10 o'clock. Don't be late.